0: This is a rebroadcast of my radio show Astrology Today, which aired on CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell River's community radio station. You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast in Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Clahomid Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Welcome to episode 44, and welcome to Dolores, who is going to see if she can make her headphones work. Yay! (laughs) Okay, so in today's episode, we are going to look at a classic case of relationships and why they keep going wrong, which is kind of sad for the person that that's happening to and um, he's a young gentleman uh, just coming up to a Saturn return so I'll talk a little bit about what that implies and we also have the chart of the next lady who has stepped up to the plate and we'll see just how well that one works as she scouts out the lines to see if she can make it work. Yes? No? Are we working? Are we working? No. Yeah, it's a mystery. It's old technology and way too many lines. But before we get started with that, um, I also want to explain that the show is kind of going to change. Um, Coming up next weekend on Saturday, instead of kind of my regular format. What I'm going to be doing is on the last Saturday before the start of a new month, does she have success? Yay! Alrighty. Oh, excellent! Yay, technology queen! (laughs) Okay, so what I'll be doing next weekend is I'm actually gonna give a monthly forecast rather than doing my little dailies that I do once a week. So a big overview, there'll be lots of uh, info that'll be on the website for you to, you know, get your calendar out and put marks on so you can tell what are gonna be your good days and what are gonna be your bad days, blah, blah, blah. And I'll also, with each month, talk about, you know, what's it like if you actually pay attention to the astrological weather that's happening obviously every day. Then in the next episode, Um, which will be all about Virgo, which actually uh, the sun came into Virgo this morning at about 8.44 a.m. I will do uh, a whole segment just on Virgo, which is something I was doing before, but I'm also going to look at uh, the year ahead for Virgo. So that will be September, 2020 to September, 2021. Um, And then I will... Come up with something else new <laughs> at this point that's as far as i've gotten anyway i kind of want to shake it up a bit because i'll be coming up to my one year anniversary in september yeah i only have eight more shows to go and i will have done a full year hey jenny you knew i could do it <laughs> okay so in the meantime before we get started on anonymous we're gonna look at kamala harris's chart and the other day, um, during looking at one of the news feeds, I realized that one of the candidates for the Progressive Conservative Party, Leslie Lewis, has a very similar background, but no birth date, like not even a birth date could I find. Wow. Like even on her can, candidate, whatever, on her Facebook page or whatever, couldn't find her date of birth. Hmm. Like you know, I'm, I wouldn't be surp- I would be surprised to find her time, but you'd think she'd at least tell us how old she is. Mm-hmm. Nada, nothing. From what I've seen, it seems like the other conservatives have a lot of respect for her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I was going to compare the two because uh, they both have um, East Indian connection, and they both have, I believe, black influences. Jama- Jamaican, or Jamaican, or? Yeah. yeah. So, but that was not meant to be. But we will look at Biden and Kamala, seeing as this is about relationships this episode. um, We are going to look at, and here's some interesting things about uh, Kamala Harris. Okay, we'll start with hers. She was born within minutes of an exact uh, full moon, like literally. Her Uh, Moon is at 27 degrees Aries 39 minutes and the Sun is at uh, 27 degrees Libra 48 minutes like it was so it's approaching it's in the um, Application and that makes it stronger Obviously she's figured out how to do the balance. She wouldn't have been as successful in her life. And that's what full moon people have innately is and Well, we one would hope, because if they vacillate between being their uh, moon or their sun, uh, it could get a little schizophrenic looking. But obviously, this lady has figured out how to strike that perfect balance. And so she is very good at understanding how that has to work. And that's just innate within uh, people that are born on full moons. Okay, so if we look at biden's chart he has he doesn't have the same thing his moon um although is coming up to a full moon but it would be uh, probably three days later uh so he has sun in scorpio and moon in um taurus and what i was struck with is oh look Their at this are uh no no yeah, okay no 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 no, no. no. This is Aries. I know. This is Taurus. I know, but look at four degrees. Uh, Well, okay. So that's an aspect that wouldn't count. Ah, She says. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Up to the mic if you're (laughs) (laughs) going (laughs) to. So she's disagreeing with me, which is good. She's more from the modern day perspective, which they would. They would say that moon, because it's at 27 degrees in Kamala's chart, and his moon at zero degrees of Taurus yeah, that's well within an orb, and so conjunct. But here's what I find is even more intriguing. Okay, so her sun is ruled by Venus. Her moon is ruled by Mars. His sun is ruled by Mars, and his moon is ruled by Venus. So mm-hmm. they're exactly opposite. And that combination, the fact that their Mars and Venus are so important in both their charts... That'll create some harmony. Mm -hmm. And yes, if you go by the modern um, aspects, then yeah, the two moons are comfortable. And he can handle her Aries nature. She can handle his Scorpio nature. Mm -hmm. And the Venuses Mm -hmm. mean their values are likely to be mostly compatible. Okay, so the next piece I looked at is the fact that their ascendants, his is Sag and hers is Gemini. So again, we've got this Mercury-Jupiter thing where there is going to be a really excellent connection. Communication, yeah. Yes. yeah, it's kind of sweet. Yes. Now, there's been a lot of course um, study of these two charts relative to the election, just to see if it can be kind of obvious if they're going to do well. And unfortunately, it isn't. Um, yeah, no, neither one of them jump off the map and say yes I'm going to win but then the same is what true makes, for, what for Trump so? well there isn't um, so for instance uh, what we would want is um, for there to be a really strong aspect to Biden's either 19 degrees of Virgo okay midheaven but guess what you know who's hanging out there is Neptune Neptune is opposing his midheaven Hmm. Yeah, which is not good. This is the transiting Neptune? Yeah, oh. exactly. Oh. Now, it will be passed by January, so if he wins, it won't be affecting it. But it's big time affecting it now. How about hers? Okay, her MC is Neptune, is Pisces. Okay? And so, with Pis- with Neptune hanging out in Pisces, that doesn't... If she can strike the Piscean right vibe, then Okay. Neptune will help her out. But if she doesn't hit that right vibe, and so that's an energetic thing. That's Mm -hmm. not something concrete and practical, Mm -hmm. right? She's got to hit the right vibe. Now, she does have Saturn conjunct that midheaven, but it's out of sign. So from a Hellenistic perspective, we would say, yeah, no, that doesn't quite count. But yeah, we we can be hopeful. She's supported by
1: that. (laughs) We can be hopeful. So that that could be that the system is supporting her?
0: Um, Okay, so with it being Saturn in Aquarius, it's it's forward thinking, right? And so, I mean, obviously she's a Democrat. Don't forget your mic there, my dear. Um, And so she wouldn't fit in the Republican camp at all, right? Because it wants everything to just stay the same having Saturn in Aquarius. No, she is forward thinking. Well and so good, actually, yeah, well, no, it is excellent. Yeah. Now his Saturn, where's his, cause that's your sense of respectability and whether or not people think you're, okay, his is in Gemini, not such a good position um, because he can, s- he can be, he can get to a point where he's not clear enough, right? He has to take responsibility for making sure that that Scorpio side of his nature definitely comes forward. Because get it, yeah. Yeah, because it is, it is very clear, Scorpio are, right? It's a mm-hmm. fixed sign, so they know what they know. They want what they want. Um, but a Gemini Saturn, they can get mushy. Right? And that's not what you want from a
1: president. And yes, he does have that aspect about yeah. him. You yeah. can tell that he's mushy, and that's why a lot of people don't, yeah.
0: you know, because
1: you don't yeah. know. Yeah, and you, you don't know. want that. you, no, you do want not w-
0: want that. He needs to bring more of this Scorpio piece forward. What the Scorpio piece says, because it's in the 12th house, is that he has a lot of powerful people that he's connected to. Mm. Right? You know, he's obviously. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah we can see um, it. And this is also, there was a study done back in, I think, the 70s by French research team Go- Goglans. Goglans? I think that's how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. And what they discovered is they did a statistical analysis of, I don't know, like 5,000 charts or something ridiculous. And they discovered that prominence falls in. Um, the first 10 to 15 degrees above the Ascendant um, a forward of the MC like in these areas which was a total surprise to astrologers because they always thought oh no if it's prominent it has to be in the first house has to be in the 10th house etc so etc but as long as it's within about 15 degrees of the ascendant oh, that's interesting. that that is statistically that's where prominent people show up and so he's got a whack right there mm-hmm. and so that bodes well now from her point of view her 12th house has jupiter which is uh, of the sect in favor and so again she brings a lot of power to the table um, that isn't obvious to the rest of the world she has a Gemini rising, which may help mitigate his mm-hmm. Saturn, mm-hmm. right? Um, if she does more of the She talking. can take
1: over when he falters maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, there's some interesting pieces here, mm-hmm. but um, they, as a team, I was quite happy with how um, they lined up together. Yeah. S- yeah. Sun-moon opposition Her well, Moon and his son, But see, th- what it is, is they both are relying on Mars and Venus, mm. right? You know, which is, I just found that fascinating. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay. And, yeah. So when when the conservative leadership race is over and we know who has it, we will look at uh, whoever is the winner, their chart. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, though, let us move on to Anonymous and the guy. And I'm just going to pull this up so that I can see it because you have a... No, no, that's That's fine. You can have a copy there. Okay, so who do we have here? This is a young man who is coming up to his Saturn return shortly, like next year. Um, He has Libra rising, which tells us that relationships are going to be one of his focuses in his lifetime. And that Venus is up in the 10th house, which means, hmm, he wants to have someone on his arm that he is proud to be seen in public with. Okay, let's hope that's not all there is to this picture. (laughs) Because that could create a problem.
1: (laughs) That's the 10th house?
0: Exactly. Oh, okay. Yes, that's, because that's it rules right, the ascendant, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And so that becomes the steersman of the yeah. chart. And that it would give him status to have a beautiful woman. Oh, totally. The, yeah. And 10th house, that's mm-hmm. what it's looking for. Okay. So he has sun in Gemini and it's in the ninth. Uh, so he has um, an active mental picture of the way he wants to see the world, right? Right. Gemini okay and that is ruled by uh, Mercury in Taurus which means once he comes up with the picture he kind of wants to cement it in right so he's got a picture this is what he wants in life this is what it looks like his moon is in Pisces which is um, this is a, a square between the Sun and Moon and so he will have been very aware of the differences between his mom and his dad and um, there will be a desire to kind of resolve that because there is some tension here that he was born into. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is not a difficult combination because Mercury understands Jupiter and Jupiter understands Mercury. Um, they're not always happy together, but, you know, they can work together. Mm-hmm. And so the moon in Pisces will give him an unusual um Ace in the hole when it comes to women, because he actually knows how they're feeling and most mm-hmm. women <laughs> that right. is a total bottom line seducer right oh you actually understand that i have feelings yeah. and right because they have feelings yeah he would have a lot of feelings oh yeah he does yeah. but um he is a guy so whether I or not he shares and, that and he
1: would be talking about his feelings a lot with his son
0: <laughs> well if it was a woman for sure for yeah. a guy you know i actually know this guy so I know that he doesn't talk about it, but that's because he's a guy guy. Oh, and why oh. is he a guy guy? Look at that seventh house. He has Aries on the seventh house, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you take that Aries and you look for where Mars is, ho, oh, okay, he has, so the ruler of his seventh, which is the one that's gonna describe relationships the best, It's not the only relationship piece, but it's the strongest, whoever is the ruler of the seventh, and or if there are planets in the seventh, but for him, there are no planets. It's just, we're gonna look to the ruler. The ruler is in Leo. What's Leo? Why, Leo is the king. And (laughs) look at that. The king is Mm -hmm. standing next to the other king, Jupiter. (laughs) He's got Mars conjunct Jupiter, and it's in Leo. And we will do kingship. He can do chest-beating manliness. Th- does he look
1: like that, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like he's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a good-looking man, too. So he
1: would <laughs> attract a lot of women, so that's why he m- well, yeah, marries he, a lot of them.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know if that's why he marries a lot of them. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so... Okay, so the the script when it comes to, and okay, so that Mars Jupiter is also in the 11th, which is what? The best house. His range of friendships, and especially the manly friendships, are going to be extensive, and he's gonna enjoy them, he's gonna have a lot of fun when he hangs out with the guys, okay? Like, just hugely. They will be totally unaware of his Venus in Cancer and his Moon in Pisces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that will not show. <laughs> you can almost be guaranteed. It, it'll show when they drink, probably. Yes, yes, exactly. And drinking could be an issue, which That's you right. know we have to pay attention relative to our health. Okay, so let's go back though to, okay, so what about the women in his life? So we know right off the top that it has to be someone who can you know, hang on his arm and he can take out into public and feel totally comfortable with. That's a given, he's got Venus in Cancer in the 10th. But that Venus is also saying, I've got to feel safe. And okay, so what I have done in the past is I've gone off script way too far. So I do wanna <laughs> kind of talk a little bit about what I've written, and then Dolores and I can mm-hmm. chat about it. Okay, so. With the 7th uh, house ruler, um, its condition will speak to what he can do about relationships and how to approach number 3 from a more informed perspective. Aries on the 7th means Mars, and he is in Leo on the 11th of good fortune. So what gives? There should be, on the surface, no problem with relationship. Mars, his condition, needs closer inspection. Mars and Leo is in a fire sign. That works. The ruler is in Gemini. Not a difficult sign for the sun. And the sun is in the ninth. His joy. Do we have the beginning of a picture? Well, yes, we do. So, seventh house Aries, courage, aggressive, cutting, competitive. And so, whoever he puts in there, and that's why I was saying, like, the chest thumping works, Mm. right? So, his male... You know, sort of the locker room, male bonding, team sport, all of that kind of stuff. I suspect works really, really well for him. Mm-hmm. But how do you translate that into a relationship with a woman? Okay, so hidden behind a crab shell is Venus, Cancer and the 10th. That Libra rising will dish out fairness. Okay, that part's okay. But it has a vulnerable side. Okay, back to Mars. Um, Itself in Leo, male king, son in night, that can also be a kingly type position. Um, It can rationalize and find easy examples of traditional king in the castle roles Leo to play. And I suspect that this is where he's running afoul. And we can have that idea of who we want to be in the world and we can be that person. But we have to be clear with those we're in relationship with. Are they willing to sign up to be the queen? And if they sign up to be the queen, what is going to be her role? And is that something that was discussed in his past relationships? Like if I'm gonna be the king and I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z, you're gonna be the queen, A, are you happy with that role? And B, What do you see as being the queenly duties, right? Do you you follow where I'm going with this, Dolores? Mm -hmm. Yes, she's looking very studiously at the charts, (laughs) and that's okay. Okay, now Mars is a malefic in a day chart, making it dangerous to assert this role too extreme, Mm. extremely. There will be consequences. Um, Many immature women could easily be true attracted to this classic picture right the manly man beating Mm -hmm. the chest but and this is a big but what role do they see themselves playing if this guy does not explore take time to get to know what role the woman is going to play there will be problems for a man okay so this is a general statement that i often make Mm -hmm. if i see clients at this age and they're young okay For a man looking at who he is standing beside, you can look to the relationship the woman has with her father as part of the script that must be outgrown. Because remember, men, their first major relationships, men will marry their mom and women will marry their dad. Why? Because we all think we could have had a better relationship with the other parent than Mm -hmm. our you know, they could handle
1: it better. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And that's a delusion every child carries. <laughs> <laughs> and so typically, that's who you marry first. But it can be just your, mo- your first significant relationship. Doesn't necessarily mean you actually have to marry them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, that needs to be recognized to be able to move on to a mature, age-appropriate and satisfying adult relationship. To look at failed relationships, one can see your part in their, let me get to my next page, in their lack of success. If anonymous guy does not see his role in the failure of past relationships, he, like the rest of us, are doomed to repeat until they can see, until we can see what we're doing to make it go sideways. Because there's always two people in a failed relationship. And Mm -hmm. both of them have done something wrong. Mm -hmm. And so you can't fix the other one, but you can take responsibility for your own piece in it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so moving on. Mars in Leo in the 11th also has a co-conspirator, and that, of course, is Jupiter. And there is an opposition to Saturn. Saturn. This brings the signature of the 7th into a sharper focus. Jupiter, Mars, best benefic, worst malefic, team up these two when operating in a conscious way create a joy of life or inclination to exaggeration of the leo script or immoderate action which can lead to oh and they say this in the classical text marital differences (laughs) so yes this is a difficult piece to handle and And Yeah. Okay. So now this pair is opposed to Saturn. Saturn, Mars are creating a need for balance. Who has the temper? Okay. That would be the Mars and Leo. Who has the shutdown? That's Saturn in Aquarius, which is just going to distance itself, detach, right? You know? Um, Okay. Which role does the guy project Okay, so he'll get the woman to be the one that yells and screams, and he'll be the one that'll be aloof and distant, or it could be the reversal, right? He's the one that's angry, and she's the one that's that's detached and won't mm-hmm. have anything to do with it. Okay, when operating in a positive context, we get disciplined, hard work, the ability to manifest, and so... He is, I believe, very successful in the work that he does. And so obviously he's mastered that combination there, but he's going to have to take that same mastery into relationship, okay? Now, again, the classic texts say, the complete concentration of energy upon a particular objective to the exclusion of other interests. So that's what that Mars-Saturn is capable. This aspect will be the one to own, and that will be hard. Okay, mm-hmm. so now we're going to combine it with Jupiter. Jupiter's contribute contribution to this is adding over, okay, the word over to everything. So overdone, overwhelmed, over, yeah. yeah, or constructive big picture. So Jupiter, Mars equals Saturn can create conditions for termination of relationships, not good. <laughs> Yeah. So basically, what this is saying for the anonymous guy is um, for you to have a long-term successful relationship, you actually have to harness this combination, okay, where you've got this big Leo story that you want to play out, which is fine, but you have to take responsibility for who you pick to, be, to bring into that story and that their story has a place Okay, and that it fits. Um, Yeah. Could I... Yes, yes, comments, comments. Do you
1: think that uh, one of the problems in the relationships could be that since Mars is in Aquarius... No, Saturn is in Aquarius. No, no, I'm sorry. Saturn is in Aquarius and uh, in the fifth house. And uh, and, uh, could that mean that uh, maybe he, his... He goes too much with his friends. Oh yeah, and that and, yep. and maybe neglects the relationship, or or, mm-hmm. yep, or that's he puts possible. too much importance in his friends, and yeah, and it weighs down on the on the
0: relationship. Yep, yep. That is entirely because that will be so easy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? His rel- his chest thumping relationships will be so easy it doesn't get any better i don't think in terms of that particular circuitry yet because he has libra rising not being in relationship with a woman is also not an option yeah, they like being <laughs> yeah, in yeah, partnership they, yeah. they want to have the partnership mm-hmm. but the trick is he he has to take responsibility for finding a balance and a storyline that a woman can fit in and that she's willing to do, right?
1: And since his Venus is in, in cancer, could that mean that he wants a mother figure kind of woman that will be there you know, cooking and taking care of? I
0: think so. Yeah? I think we're looking at someone who wants a very traditional style relationship, which is fine, mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that, but he has to make sure that who he asks actually into that right <laughs> right you know like there has to be a buy-in yeah. that works for both of them so yeah yeah interesting yeah. very interesting okay so let's have a, a continued look at um, this Saturn okay so Jupiter Mars um, okay so here's a guy who can put situations that are not fun Jupiter-Mars and disregard, put up walls around Saturn, or not take responsibility for dealing with an imbalance. Okay, kind of what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. With Saturn in the fifth, the storyline becomes the challenge that he has to take responsibility for. And it also means children, okay? Mm -hmm. So he does have one child. He is estranged, obviously, from its mother. Uh, And he will take responsibility for that child and he is totally doing that. Um, And so again, that's gonna be another piece that he has to make clear to his next relationship is I am going to be responsible for this child. She will be in my life. And so again, that's a part of the script that he has to clearly negotiate with whoever number three is. Okay, now the next piece of the puzzle is the moon and that's our comfort zone. He has moon in pisces this guy knows how to how you feel a girl's best case scenario so what can go wrong this circuit can be part of a codependent signature which can create a closed loop okay and this is how it might sound because i know your discomfort i will not challenge your handling of it so If the girl has problems, he knows what what she's feeling, okay, and he will not challenge her handling of it. In fact, he may keep you and himself locked into the loop because Mm. they both don't have to go through the pain of breaking free from a codependent relationship. Unfortunately, he may be blind to his part of the loop, and that's the danger. A Pisces moon needs healthy boundaries, Saturn, and the self-confidence to recognize when someone is being codependent in an unhealthy way. Mm. Yeah. And so he may run into that same kind of problem also in his work relationships because that is where the moon is. It's in the sixth house. Okay. Okay. So Libra rising relationships are the ground that will offer the most rewards and his greatest growth. All right, now let's look at who number three is and what does, how does her script fit into this? Okay. So I'm just going to switch up. chart that I'm looking at. So here we have the lady's a couple of years younger, but still has Saturn in Aquarius. So she too is coming up for her first Saturn return. We have a sun in Virgo, which that works with a sun in Gemini. They both can talk which is good she has a moon in Gemini so she might even be able to out talk this (laughs) Sun in Gemini you never know anyway Mm -hmm. communication is not going to be a problem now her seventh house has a planet there and it's Mm -hmm. Leo oh okay so for her relationships come with a pretty big storyline Venus and Leo So if the storyline, if she's looking for a male thumping guy, she's found one. Yay. (laughs) And
1: it's conjuncting for. Oh yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And so um, Dolores is noticing that of course that Leo is where his Mars Jupiter Leo is. So there's definitely a fit going that way. Now, let me just not stray too far from my script here. Okay. So. Aquarius rising with the steersman Saturn in the first house, taking how she interacts with the world very seriously could well be quite contained, which might be a good thing for his uh, Mars-Jupiter opposite Saturn thing. Her seventh house script is Leo. We find Venus here. Partners come with a big picture, Leo, Kingly, and not unlike the guy and image script role that is clearly defined. I like my man to be, okay, so whatever that script is, and I suspect anonymous guy can just step right up and be her king, but her king, because that seventh house is ruled by the sun, and the sun is in the eighth house. Hmm. So the king may be encumbered by financial situations, inheritance issues, joint custody. Well, we already know that that's part of it. Eighth house is not a good house and will require that her sense of self, Virgo, be a healthy and a partner may not take on this job. Okay, so Virgos are the other half of the codependent signature. Okay, so she Mm. has her son in Virgo. He has a moon in Pisces. Here we could get into another codependent loop. But if, because her Saturn is in the Ascendant, she may have already taken responsibility for realizing that her critical nature, okay, does not have to be taken out on herself. In other words, she may have a lot of self-confidence realizing that she's really good at what she does Mm -hmm. and that she likes herself. If she likes herself and loves herself, she won't get caught up in the Pisces moon, sun in Virgo, Mm -hmm. codependent loop that can take a lot of relationships down the toilet. Mm -hmm. Very important. They may be able to talk it out. Yes, they may be. And, and I would count on that Saturn in the Ascendant as wanting to appear and be um, self-reliant, mm-hmm. right? Saturn, Aquarius, like I am going into the future. I'm going to do it my way, Saturn. Yeah, mm-hmm. so in I am I'm hoping. H- in her first house. Yeah, yeah. And it's in its own sign, so it's very prominent there. Yeah. And it is of the sect in favor. So taking responsibility is something she can do. And yes, we're going to get to that piece. She's pointing to that. She's so excited about it. Yes, yes. Okay, so her Venus is also aspecting. Oh, look, and this is what Dolores is all excited about. She, too, has Jupiter conjunct Mars, Mm -hmm. and her combo is in Libra, his rising sign. Okay, and it's in the ninth, it speaks to a joy for art, social, pleasing, equality between all. They are in sync on this level. Very good at negotiations at many levels, one-to-one or groups. Her guy must have a similar worldview ninth. And guess what, his son was in the ninth as well. So if they share a worldview and the idea of a scripted relationship in the sense that i'm the i'm the guy i do this this and this you're the woman i do this this and this if those scripts work and they're both happy with them this is looking pretty good Uh all right her comfort falls in gemini the moon Here is in the fifth as well. So children are important and comfort in nurturing requires communication with a capital C. Okay, so bonus points, the guy has moon in Pisces so he can actually hear her feelings. Not a problem there. We can see a storyline that could fit as well as a classic one. Her son in Virgo is opposite his moon and these are classic combos um it's very common to see in successful relationships where the sun and the moon are um, in aspect to each other they can even be um, conjunct okay so her son in virgo is opposite his moon his son is co-present with her moon this is a classic combo they are of the same generation so will both be going going through a Saturn return in the next three years. Now, I need to speak a bit to this particular scenario. Now, over the years, what I have watched with the first Saturn return is that we have a dog thumping its tail, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so with the first Saturn return, relationships that are begun before a Saturn return will, okay, so let's say you get married at 20. I can guarantee that when that relationship comes up to the Saturn return of one or both the people, okay, involved, it will go through a major trial. Mm. Lots of relationships do not make it past the first Saturn return, Mm. okay? So this gentleman has already had two relationships that are no longer in existence, Mm -hmm. but he is starting one before his Saturn return, just before, because his Saturn return is next year. I would counsel people in this position to not sign on any dotted line until both these people have gone through their Saturn return. Because it is a time where people have to confront their capacity to be mature, okay? Mm -hmm. And some people avoid being mature, like the plague. It's not uncommon. (laughs) But (laughs) Saturn... Some never make it. it, Well, and some don't make it past Mm -hmm. the first Saturn return. They never want to grow up. And that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. So in the next two to three years, both these people are gonna go through that test. Are we willing to stand up, be responsible adults in the real world, doing what we need to do? Um, And if in three years time, they are, you know, they've successfully negotiated this Saturn return, then sign on the dotted line, and I can almost guarantee it will be a long-lasting relationship, because that's what Saturn does. Saturn glues things in. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, any other comment that you would like to make? Oh, I just uh, seeing
1: her Venus in Leo mm-hmm. would make her as striking as he is. Oh, because likely. Because it, w- it would be like a yeah. A, co- a royalty couple, right? So yes. So have that. Yeah.
0: And if they're on the same Leo storyline, bonus points. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that
1: she can relate to that. Yes, exactly. And exactly. Which, which maybe the other ones couldn't. That's possible. Uh,
0: yeah. That is entirely no, she, possible. She f-
1: seems to fit.
0: Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And especially with the Jupiter-Mars, they both have that, which is... And of its, its own nature styling, yeah. yeah of its mm-hmm. own nature it's the ability to enjoy life right yeah so right. she can be just as engaged mm-hmm. in life as he can as long yeah. as they have, you know, the Saturn
1: kind of making sure that they don't yeah.
0: overspend or overdo. Oh, over well, there'd be that, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the what's interesting is his focus is also on children with Saturn taking responsibility, and he is for mm-hmm. the child he mm-hmm. already has. I'm not sure if she has children, but she, if she doesn't, she's likely going to want children because her moon is in the fifth. But he's mm-hmm. quite up for taking responsibility and being the parent Mm -hmm. in with children so Mm -hmm. again another bonus point yeah 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 Uh, so yeah yeah, it's um anonymous guy (laughs) okay you've got some work cut out but I think it's entirely possible uh that you can make a go of number three I would wait though okay next year is going to be tough um and it's going to be about stepping up to the plate and being responsible setting good boundaries um and creating balance in your life well his Saturn return is right
1: is gonna it's be coming there up soon yeah, yeah
0: yeah it'll be 2021 yeah yeah hers because hers is quite a bit later 25 degrees of Aquarius and it's three like or four years so yeah well mm. it takes about two and a half years for Saturn to go through a sign okay, so, so two years, yeah yeah So Mm -hmm. it'll be like 22, 2022, probably, Mm -hmm. is when she'll have hers. Yeah. interesting. Okay, so um, what I'm about to dive into is Where's That Moon? And this is the last time I'm going to do it on a daily thing. And next week, we will look at the entire month of September, which is going to be difficult, to say the least. Mars will station in Aries squaring all of that wonderful stuff in Capricorn oh, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 is right okay so thank you for being with me you're welcome. but yeah you're welcome to stay if you have any comments oh, I want to w- hear this yes yeah. okay so today as I said earlier the sun went into Virgo this morning which is nice Uh, The moon is in Libra, though, and so it is squaring off the Capricorn gang, asking the question, is there respect for all parties in the structure that comes from authority? Moon squared Jupiter was this morning at 7.45 a.m. Is there room for all? And next comes Pluto at 3.33 p.m. Who actually has the power and does it respect those that don't? To keep the tension of these of the moon Libra stuff in place, an opposition to Mars is at 8.35 p.m. We may see direct action to insist on respect. With the last square to Saturn at 9.19 p.m., well, what is your reality? Against this backdrop, the sun shifted into Virgo. Are we ready for September? I am hoping for clarity from science during the sun's sojourn through Virgo, Mm -hmm. even with Neptune over in Pisces. And that is a conundrum (laughs) because right now we need all of the really healthy operational Virgos to be on their game to help us through this COVID nightmare. (laughs) Too bad Neptune had to be in Pisces right now. All right. Uh Yeah, that's not helpful. Okay, Sunday, uh, August the 23rd, we enter a Scorpio moon territory at 3.15 a.m. This will tweak the Mars in Aries, possibly burying people's agenda, causing irritation to ramp up. Moon aspects today are gentle to start with, sextile to Mercury at 3.41 p.m., way more lively when she opposes, the moon will oppose Uranus at 8.59 p.m., and we will hear from Gaia. Okay, Monday the 24th uh, will be notable for the final square that Aries-Mars makes with the Capricorn trio before he stations in September dates and events that may be tied together in your life through, okay, so from Mars. We'll, okay, so the first square was to Jupiter, August the 4th. The second square was uh, Mars to Pluto, August the 13th. And now today, Mars squares Saturn. So if you take those three dates in your life and you have late degrees of cardinal signs prominent in your chart, you're likely going to be able to tie those dates together, and so the square to Saturn today is about what is the reality of what's going on. What is what is direction? What direction is being thwarted and causing anger, irritation, and that's Mars to Capricorn, right? Uh, respect is what is called for. Meanwhile, in the background venus and jupiter are at play (laughs) this is just so crazy you got mars squaring saturn and meanwhile venus and jupiter hand in hand yippee (laughs) giving some a reason to celebrate like what's up with that (laughs) though this may lack a grounding in reality maybe huh (laughs) the scorpio moon makes nice with just about everyone on monday It sextiles the Capricorn group and trines Neptune. So it may be a gong show out there. Reality may be just too weird. And there'll be people playing. And there'll be, you know... Not in large groups, I hope. Let's hope. (laughs) 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 Good point, good point. Okay, Tuesday, August the 25th. Moon enters Sag at 5.49 a.m. and squares off with the sun first at 10.57 a.m. The news about health and routine that we are waiting for because things in BC are not looking good. Hopefully, it will be clear. Meanwhile, the cheerleading team is not sure who should be out in lead. Joe, Venus, or Donald, Jupiter. (laughs) Jupiter. So the Venus-Jupiter opposition is actually exact at 3.15 p.m. on August the 25th. We may also know, when is the conservative leadership vote? Soon, I think, but I'm not sure when. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Gaia would like to have her say as well as Mercury trines Uranus at 8.17 a.m. Do listen for her message. Okay, Wednesday the 26th the Sagittarian moon squares both Mercury and Neptune today baffle gab will be building to a loud blast by the end of the week today should give us an idea of the BS to watch out for okay
1: yeah today
0: no that's Wednesday the 26th yeah so we're gonna see the moon squares Mercury and Neptune which means Mercury and Neptune are coming into an aspect right yeah mm-hmm. okay so uh moon mercury is in the a.m and neptune is at 4:42 p.m on that wednesday okay thursday the 27th moon enters capricorn and uh, the man is pumping up we see just what he she has been up to this past month so the last time the moon was in capricorn was at the beginning of august the moon's only aspect today is to the Virgo sun. Daily routine rules should be rolling out at about 8.08 p.m. Um, so, yeah, the, we'll start to see everybody's game plan for back to school and all that nonsense, right? Thursday, Friday, I suspect. Okay, the Capricorn moon on Friday is very busy today and try not to get too tied up in the business of life. If you are wanting to get your game on today, this could be very advantageous. 5.05 p.m. makes the announcement, moon trine, Mercury. 6.55 p.m., moon conjunct Jupiter. Your feedback should be be coming. Celebrating, 10.54 p.m., moon sextiles, Neptune. Okay, and this is from Capricorn. So the powers that be will be making proclamations on Friday. Okay, Saturday the 29th. Mercury takes up with Jupiter. So that's when those two come together to make a proclamation, likely in the east because it happens at 6.27 a.m. here on the west coast. Meanwhile, the Capricorn moon continues her check-in with the Capricorn trio. 4.12... It shakes hands with Pluto power, and that's in the a.m. Then doing a very important reality check at 10.18 a.m. conjunct Saturn. City Hall has spoken. Over lunch, we speak back. Moon squares Mars at 12.30 p.m. Later today, the moon shifts into Aquarius at uh, 5.30. What will we have agreed to? Hmm. Okay, Sunday, August the 30th. The Aquarium Moon provides some detachment to what could be a very confusing day. At 6.30 a.m., power plays are happening. Venus opposes Pluto. Then we get Mercury opposed Neptune. That combination that day is not pretty. Whatever the message is coming out today, only those who are spiritually grounded will be will likely be able to understand the energetic message being broadcast. When is this? This is next Sunday. Not good. So you have Venus opposing Pluto,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Mm-hmm. So relationships about power, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to speak Mercury opposite Neptune. Hmm. So propaganda, propaganda, oh propaganda. No, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, huge amount of propaganda yeah. coming out. Brainwashing yeah. propaganda. Yeah. Jeez. August the 30th. Okay. The last day of August on Monday, the moon is in Aquarius. It is quiet until she connects to Mars at 9:56 p.m. Action could be could just be applied to the Venus Square Neptune at ten fifty seven, if you dare. Okay. Yeah. So no. Monday is sort of the fallout from Sunday. Hmm. Okay, so that wraps up today's show. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell River's community radio station. I have been your host, Maureen Reed, and thank you, Dolores, for being here with me. Keep safe, keep your distance, please leave those masks on. We are not out of the woods yet.